0: You're listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast, episode 43, Community versus Profit.
1: As Jay Wellington spoke, Abby struggled with her own fears and conflicts. She longed to find a way to greet George and hopefully talk to him at least a little bit. Her intuition told her it would be nice for both of them. But she noticed people watching her, pointing and making comments that she couldn't quite hear. Fearing it was all in her mind, she was overjoyed when little John, over six and a half feet tall and very formidable in his campus security uniform, moved over and stood next to her.
2: Better stay with me.
1: She gave a sigh of relief. But still,
0: it's not just the crowd. There's muttering, like what I heard underground. Wendy warned me not to follow it, but why am I hearing it now, so far from the tunnels under Hidden Valley? I've got to get my mind off of this.
1: But every time the Dean of Students spoke, She could hear vague murmuring in the background, like a multitude of lost souls.
0: I can't take this. I've got to get out of here.
1: The throng pressed in upon her as more and more people arrived. Moving forward to hear what promised to be very riveting theater, Little John seemed to sense her nervousness and patted her on the shoulder.
2: Weird people are arriving, but don't worry. I can handle it.
1: He held an oversized phone in his hand and occasionally spoke, giving instructions. Abby heard him say,
2: Yeah, send some extras. Looks like something's developing. Not, not sure. We'll see.
1: Her agony increased as the crowd waited for the next act. Finally, two security guards, pulled open the enormous double doors, and four trustees in dark suits made their entrance. They barely glanced at the audience as they took their seats behind the podium. Jay Wellington introduced them, but the murmuring inside Abby's mind had become so loud that she couldn't concentrate on their names. The dean of students stepped off the stage and began to talk to a group of professors that included Ricardo Richardson, The pale, thin man rose and slowly seemed to float over to the mic. It was hard for Abby to guess his age. His thin hair seemed colorless. His features had no expression, manifested no emotion. His voice was flat, but his dark eyes darted around like little animals with a life of their own.
2: I'm Bill Sandman. Chairman of our fiduciary committee. It's our job to evaluate our investments and financial commitments and do our best to fulfill the needs of Evansville College as presented to us by the administration and our executive chairman. Naturally, the financial security of the college is our highest priority.
1: He paused as if he expected some comment and then repeated
2: our highest priority my task is to make sure that we are faithful to the interests of this college we cannot cede this responsibility to anyone while we welcome the opportunity to listen to the ideas and recommendations of students and faculty it remains our job and our job alone to make decisions regarding the investment of the Evansville College endowment. But within those strict constraints, there is some flexibility. I think you'll find that Donald Irving, our investment advisor, can present some common ground for us to work together.
1: No one clapped or made any noise at all. People looked around as if confused and disoriented. Then a younger, more expensively dressed man rose from among the seated trustees and walked confidently up to the microphone. He glanced at his watch and nodded to the crowd.
3: As Bill said, my area of expertise is the evaluation of our investments and the need at times to make changes. We have a substantial endowment, but our yearly expenses grow rapidly. We must be careful to generate an income that increases every year. Our scholarship fund, the salaries of our faculty, the maintenance of our physical plant, and the necessity of building dormitories as our college expands. I'm sure you can understand that fulfilling all these needs is not an easy task. Also, many of you may not understand that we have positive relationships with many energy companies, including the sharing of research and sustainability advice. I want you to know that we do consider environmental and moral issues when we invest. We already have restricted ourselves from any increase in our overall investments in fossil fuel corporations, as well as many enterprises with negative social impacts. Please understand that we as an institution cannot take stands on political issues. And I'm sure we can all agree that climate change has become a hot button political issue.
1: Donald Irving paused and smiled. He looked over the crowd as if expecting general agreement. Then he added,
3: <laughs> um, Our uh, annual report is available to the public for each year that passes. I must say that we are proud of our strategies and our outcomes. After hearing from a faculty member and a student, I'll be... Happy to take any questions and hope we can share ideas for the benefit of all stakeholders in Evansville College.
1: Bill Sandman walked over and joined his colleague at the mic.
2: Thank you, Donald, for all your help and years of service. Perhaps this would be a good moment to hear from a faculty member.
1: He nodded to the group of professors and other staff. People in the crowd looked at each other in bewilderment, unable to believe that what they had heard was all that the trustees were offering. But Donald Irving took a seat as Ricardo Richardson said a few words to his colleagues. Then he spoke to George, who gave him a microphone attached to the amplifier used by the band.
4: Please. Bill or Donald, come back to the microphone. Let's speak together and try to clarify this complicated subject. Hopefully we'll make some progress.
1: The trustees hesitated and spoke in low undertones. Abby was in a panic. Uh,
0: I can't take this. What am I going to
1: do? The murmuring and jabbering had grown louder and become a wave of incomprehensible gibberish. She couldn't tell what noise was coming from the audience and what was in her mind.
0: I've got to get out of here.
1: Donald Irving walked back to the mic, and Ricardo joined him on the stage.
4: I understand that this is a confusing subject. I hope we can find a place to begin that we all agree on. I suggest that there are both objective facts and moral obligations facing all of us here at Evansville College. Let's try to agree on these facts and obligations and proceed from there.
1: Ricardo waited as Donald Irving looked anxiously at the trustees on either side of him and then at his audience. He gave a reply in a halting, uneven voice full of long pauses.
3: Well, uh, I think... uh... We've already uh, presented our um, the relevant facts and obligations. Uh, our responsibilities and obligations to the needs of the college define this whole discussion. But perhaps uh, if there uh, are
4: questions, uh, then maybe- Yes, thank you. We do have many questions, for example, Do you agree that the recent findings of the United Nations intergovernmental panel on climate change qualify as fact? If so, I hope we can agree that these findings create moral obligation for all of us.
1: Donald Irving shook his head in frustration.
4: This line of
3: questioning is really out of bounds. I have no expertise in science. It would be presumptuous, outside of my professional competence, to make a judgment on these findings. Any serious changes in our criteria to evaluate investments would have to come from the
4: College President and the Executive Board. Mm, I see. Then perhaps we are speaking to the wrong people today. Are you saying that climate change crisis has no betting on investments? Surely you'll be examining the trends in energy technology in order to estimate future
1: growth and returns on investment? Well, yes, of course. Donald glanced at the trustees near the podium as if pleading for help. Abby felt that he wanted one of his colleagues to rescue him from this loathsome predicament.
3: As I told you, we have positive relationships with energy companies and share research and guidance.
4: Do these relationships involve the exchange of financial benefits? Are we conducting research for fossil fuel corporations in areas like public relations and advertising? Professor Richardson, I'm not here to be
3: interrogated. I think the trustees have made their position quite clear it's time for you representing students and faculty to make
4: your position clear believe me i understand that this is a stressful subject for all of us i'm happy to change gears and speak directly to the audience thank you for your patience with my questions
1: donald irving nodded and sat in the row of chairs flanking the podium
4: ladies and gentlemen I'll present our position as briefly as I
1: can. Staff and security were struggling to keep the audience quiet as people tried to move around, talk to friends. Abby was aware that both students and adults were trying to approach her. Little John had engaged two other security guards to shield Abby. Yuvia and Phoebe politely but stubbornly warded off intruders. Feeling her heart beating and her breathing becoming a pant, She looked at the ground and met no one's eyes. Meanwhile, Roberto began his statement.
4: It's very difficult for complex community like Evansville College to make important decisions together when the participants are starting from different premises. The overwhelming majority of the students and faculty do accept the reports from the United Nations panel as facts and dire warnings. There is agreement among our most prominent scientific leaders that we have slightly more than 10 years to begin making major changes in our global carbon footprint. If we fail at this task, irreversible changes will impact our globe and change life on Earth in devastating ways. I realize that there is a small minority who disagree. but. If many doctors say that you have a dread disease and must make changes, and another doctor disagrees, you'll probably make the changes to be on the safe side. And here, the stakes are not just one person, not just one species, but all life on Earth. We ignore the scientific community at our peril.
1: The professor paused. The audience had become silent. No one move. Now I'll try
4: to outline the moral issues. Here the discussion enters an area we may call spiritual. For example, there are social justice issues because, so far, the climate change impacts poor countries and communities more than wealthy ones. The wealthy have a moral obligation to change this cruel and unfair crisis and They have the means to do so. Our various religions have strong words about our willingness or lack thereof to help those who suffer. Do the spiritual traditions of humanity matter? We ignore them at our peril.
1: The audience clapped and cheered. Bill Sandman rose and spoke in Ricardo's ear. The professor stared off into the distance for a moment and then said,
4: Bill tells me we're running out of time. I don't want to take any time that should be given to a speaker from the student body. So I'll sum up our position. Do we have a moral obligation to the generations of humans and all species waiting to be born? I believe we do. This moral and spiritual commitment must become the starting point for any discussion of investments, politics, and the decision-making process of any reputable organization, corporation, government, or institution. This is a universal challenge. Affecting the way we live, it must be the first priority. After the collapse of civilization, what will our loyalty to Evansville College be worth?
1: The audience cheered and clapped in great agitation. Donald Irving rose and elbowed Ricardo away from the mic. I'm sorry, but I must bring some common
3: sense to this dialogue. We also have an ethical obligation right now at this moment to heat people's homes, run a transportation system, put food on the table, run a university. All our myriad obligations do not disappear like magic because of a United Nations report. For example, our environmental groups on campus want to ban fracking, but we heat our dormitories and classrooms with fracked gas, and we have no solutions in place to banish fossil fuels, and will not have solutions for three decades at a minimum. Dad, uh, may I reply? <laughs> Please do, if you can.
0: Thanks for listening. Episode 44 is coming soon. To hear all the episodes, please visit us at protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, please visit us at Protectors of the Wood Book Series. Sunlight glows in a great halo, it's a golden ring.
2: All things reach out for the sunlight, hand of life everywhere.
0: JOHN